and welcome to Your Property Podcast. Today is the 24th of June, 2021. My name is Michelle Cairns, your host for the show. And today we've got Laura Muse with us. Hi, Laura. Hi, Michelle. Great to have you on today. And Laura, we've spoken in the past about your development projects and uh, your social media and how they kind of integrate to your property journey. So we've got lots of different avenues to go down today. But for people who don't know you already, do you want to give just give us a high level overview of your background and what you do in property? Yeah, sure. So my name is Laura Muse. I am based in Sheffield. We cover all of South Yorkshire with our development projects. We have um, a range of properties in our portfolio, which are from single buy to lets through to commercial property um, through to um, new builds that we use the scheme of build to rent and build to sell. Um, that's kind of us in a nutshell. We raise finance through social media. Over the last couple of years, we managed to raise over £5 million worth of investment through people who we have never really met, but just utilising the, the power of social media um, in our business. We also have a lettings company. We also have an electrical and plumbing arm to our business. So the family is growing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it certainly sounds like it's very busy in your house. <laughs> um, so let's just, I, I'm just going to dive in and just pick out something that you said there. Working with investors is always a kind of interesting topic for people at any stage of their, uh, you know, their journey, particularly at the beginning. You've got, I think, the people before they start in the property world, they're learning about education, they're learning about all the different things that you can do in property, and they're learning how you can work with other people and other people's money. Um, so, you know, have you have you know in in kind of business in your life before property, were you working with investors then? Or was this a kind of new concept of, you know, borrowing other people's money? And you kind of, kind of uh, flippantly say, "Well, people we've never met before." And I'm just <laughs> imagining the people who are listening thinking, uh, "Okay, right, how does that work?" Then? <laughs> well, that's exactly how I thought when uh, people said to me, "You need to utilise other people's money." So no, I've got absolutely no experience in property in using investors' money prior to 2018, um, actually by trade, I'm an equine nutritionist. So I used to go out and tell people what to feed the horses. So I don't actually think you can get any further away from property <laughs> than feeding horses. Um, but yeah, um, it, it was quite a matter. I think for me, it was more about the mindset shift from I've always been brought up, you know, you work hard, you earn your money, you save up for a deposit on a house, you buy the house with a mortgage. And that's kind of what was in my mind. And that's what we've been doing for a couple of years until we started investigating property investment a little bit further and realised actually the way that we need to, how we want to scale it in you know such a short period of time is by utilising other people's money. So it wasn't something we felt comfortable with to start with, 100% cannot hold my hands up to that. Um, it's definitely something that we've grown to like <laughs> um it just you have to against, do a few of them you know it's more <laughs> it just goes against everything that you're taught from yeah, from being young especially well, for me anyway um but yeah just literally I just started t telling people what I was doing on social media I, I did not think anybody would lend me a pound never mind a hundred thousand pounds and now people lend us a lot more um but yeah it, it is all about the no like and trust and being consistent and putting yourself out there, but not just 
not just talking about all the good things in property because yeah there's a lot of good things but there's also a lot of difficult situations you know it can be quite demotivating at times you know you see endless properties you might offer on 30 properties and not get anywhere um so we've we've always been very um open about the good the bad and everything in between about what we've experienced in our journey so far so how do, do you remember the first investor who invested with you and um you know what you did to kind of secure that and how that felt and I suppose that transition from going from never having borrowed anyone's money before to suddenly now their money is in your bank account and now it's been invested in the project uh what was that like um scary (laughs) so we so we work with investors very differently now than we did in the beginning so our first investor had been watching us on social media um, her and her husband, they invested £100,000 with us um, for a project. So at, at that time, we were doing it per project. But because we um, were just concentrating on buy-to-lets at that time, building up our buy-to-let portfolio, you know, it, in Sheffield, I haven't got a deal where I've got all of my money out. Yeah. Um, the first one I did, I left about £6,000, £3,000, £6,000. It seems a long time ago now. Um so we used that money to buy that particular property. We renovated it and then we refinanced it. Now, luckily with that, because we had our own pot of money as well, we can, you know, the shortfall, we were able to give the investor back plus their interest. So that wasn't a problem. But the thing that ha- highlighted to us actually to do buy to lets, we can't really do this on a per project basis because one, we can't get all the money out. So we need a bit of time to one get the rent in so we can pay the investor back on a you know put it into a pot on a monthly basis. So now we work with investors who lend money from three to five years, mm-hmm. um, depending on the amount, depends on the percentage, and then they either draw down their interest annually or they roll it up and, and take the entire um, interest amount at the end of the loan. So that's what we do now, which enables us to use the money as much as possible generate also as much um cash so put in our pots put in the investors pot so everybody's happy and everybody gets paid back on time but yeah it was very scary taking somebody's hundred thousand pounds their life savings yeah. you think that you think the stress is getting the money but actually it's when you actually get it in your bank account it's the stress <laughs> getting it back <laughs> it's what i found um yeah and, you know to, to, to now at this particular moment in time, we've probably got about £500,000 worth of investor money from a couple of different people. That is for our smaller projects. Um, and then we're very fortunate now that we've found an angel investor who invests in our large projects. So right. with that, you know, that came with documenting what we were doing. It didn't happen overnight. I've not found, you know, I know you can see on social media, people have, angel investors and they've got one overnight and everything's amazing for me it didn't work that way we started off with little pots of money we built up that fund and then you know when we got bigger projects the bigger fish came so to speak (laughs) absolutely well you've certainly grown into it and you know it's interesting what you say about the buy to lets there because I think my mind first went to like single lets and then I think they're more tricky to work with investors if you're just buying and holding um, and, and tenanting because they're just the margins, isn't it? They're not there. So for me, when I work with investors, I always think, well, there has to be this project has to have a double margin, has to have a margin for the investor and a margin for me as well. Um, and that 
tends to not be the case in singlets. There's just not enough meat in it. But what you're saying is that using the strategy of the buy, refurbish, refinance, pull most of it out, and then and then you can tenant it and, and move on and, and repeat. So in terms of you mentioned about leaving some money in there. So are you kind of um is is there is it a plan of the rent pays back what's left in uh over time or is it just people are just happy to kind of leave their money in and then you just pay interest only uh, but essentially you still got the capital to pay at the end so we're pretty fortunate that um most of our deals were probably ten thousand pounds or not or less in our deals so we're able to we're in a fortunate position where that's our money that we leave in. Right. Um, so the money that's ever left in a deal is, is our money. Right. We just use investor money to purchase, refurb, refinance. And then it's normally the cost of the refurb, to be honest, that we leave in each deal. Because um, we sold a business quite a few years ago. So that enables us to do that. And it just means from our part, we can do more deals. You know, yeah. them £10,000, £15,000 is, you know, we could do... 10 if not a few more properties than if we were doing it case by case you know it'd be one or two and you know we'd struggle we would get the money back out and it'd just take us a lot a lot longer to get to where we've got in a short period of time so that's how we utilize the money I, I appreciate not everyone's in that position yeah. um but that's just what works for us and what sits in with our comfort zone really you know we don't like lending money <laughs> um it's something we've grown to to utilize to grow as business and it is a win-win for both parties which is something we struggled with originally like well why would someone lend us money it's for our benefit but actually you know you don't know what you don't know right absolutely <laughs> yeah. it's 100% for their benefit as well you know yeah. they're, um that you know they're getting a great return where you know where else they're going to do that they could risk all the stocks and shares and you yeah. know for people who don't know about stocks and shares like how do you get into that and then you're you know uh, there's an argument you could lose it all overnight whereas with the property if you've got a security against it then you've still got the property you've still got the land you still you know there's there's more value there that's um sort of integral to that deal so and i want to kind of just ask you a bit more about the transition then from finding investors for short-term loans when i say short-term maybe six to twelve months um up to five years because i think there are there are an abundance of there's an abundance of people out there who uh you know they're looking for a high rate of return so i don't know 10 percent plus <laughs> for 12 months and then they and then they want it back and then they can go again so um i guess how do you approach people who are happy with a longer term deal does that seem like it's more risky to them or actually do they see, wow, I can get like a fantastic return over a longer period. And is that a reduced kind of return or is it, I guess everyone's different, but are there any trends that you see? Um, to be honest with you, most of the people who now lend long-term to us are people who started on a short-term loan. Um, yeah. And I, I, I feel um, just personally that it's, it is building up that trust and that relationship with that investor because, you know, it's okay lending someone money for three years, but if you don't really know them, for yeah. me, that's quite high yeah. risk. Yeah. Um, so we, most of them lent us 
six months, 12 months. And then we just went back to them and said, look, this is a return. Um, I would say 90% of the time we paid them back early. Um, we now say to them, look, if you want to leave it with us three, if not longer, we increase the, the percentage that we give them back. So say, for example, um, we offered them 6% for 12 months would say look if you wanted to leave it for three years we'd offer you eight percent or five years we could offer you ten percent wow. um that's that's how we work in our business because we know the longer we have the money the more that we can do with the money yeah um, i guess it it depends as well on the deal the security how well you know that person so um you know it's obviously just the example you've given there but i kind of just want to <laughs> um press home to people that each deal is very unique yeah, uh, in, in what it is. So, uh, so in that in that case, in terms of security, are is there a kind of an amount where people think that they you know need that security? And uh, I mean, I, I guess with all of them, you know, I've had somebody wanting to lend me ten thousand, but wanting security on that, and you think, well, you know, that's tough. Um, you're limited. Whereas obviously, if someone's lending you half a million, it's much easier to give them first charge. Yeah, so we we've no, we don't offer first charge um, because we do it over a period of time. So you're lending money to our business, not to an actual right. project specific. Um, when we're doing the new build project, um, the angel investor, obviously, he did have a charge over. So we do have, um, we're fortunate that we have an unencumbered building. And we've always left it unencumbered just for that reason that we've got something in his back pocket that if everything went wrong, we know that if we consolidated that building, we'd be able to pay our investors back. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of our cap as well in regards to the amount we will take. Just right. It's just a personal, yeah. uh, we don't want to over leverage ourselves. Um, you know, you hear these horror stories. We've, we've known friends that have done it, they've lent so much money and then, you know, things don't go to plan. Um, you know, the last 12 months have been brutal, to yeah. be honest, for some people. Um, but we knew if things did go really wrong, we had a building we could pay investors back with. But in regards to what you said about the amount, we found people who lend a lower amount of money, it is their life savings, so the 10, 20, 30,000 pounds, they do seem to want a lot more security. Unfortunately, we can't offer a first charge or anything like that on that type of amount. But then we have people who lend 100, 150, 200, they were quite risk averse and a personal guarantee they're quite satisfied with. Yeah, yeah. So, And I think, you know, we don't say yes to every investor. And I think that's really important for people who are listening and just getting into property. If you don't feel like you resonate with that person, you know, we're always having open and honest conversations about, right, this is the project we're going to use money in. It may run over by six months if it's a build project or whatever, are you happy to go with that? Yes, no, we know we can't use that money, but we can use this money instead. Um, so it's all about, you know, relationships really are key and speaking to investors on a regular basis. Um, we put everything on social media. We've got quite a big following on social media. And that is one of the things that people use as security because it takes one comment and it could ruin everything that we've built up over the last couple of years. So, you know, integrity in our business is very high. Um, we've, we're out there for everybody to see so things go wrong <laughs> or somebody's not happy I'm sure the world would know about it but fingers crossed we've not managed to do that yet definitely a very powerful accountability tool that's for sure and I think uh, yeah. I would certainly think twice about investing with somebody who didn't have a social presence 
at all. I mean, I think, you know, obviously some people are not keen on one or the other, Facebook or Instagram, but actually everyone can be on LinkedIn. Um, and it, it is it is just that kind of security, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so in terms of like the different projects that you're doing and how you've grown, is there, um, you know, the specific types of projects you're looking for now that suit working with investors or is it just kind of what, you know, I'm sure you get lots of deals coming your way now. So uh, is it whatever comes across the table and at the right time and the right place? Um, for us, we've changed strategy a little bit, to be honest. Um, so we love buy to let. They're always going to be our bread and butter. And, you know, when the opportunity comes up for a buy to let, 100% will be involved. But, you know, at the minute, everyone knows the market is really mm. tough. Things are going way over the what they're supposed to be. And we're not just competing against other investors, we're competing against first time buyers, etc. So we've kind of, we're not doing as many viewings on that front. We've taken, we've taken that part of the business and what we're focusing on now is um, donor houses. So basically um, plots of land where you've got one house where you could title split the land and build another house at the side. Right. So that's our core focus at the moment. What that means is we can ask, ask, we can offer asking price. We can offer just over asking price to secure that building, rent it out, do a little light refurb if needed, rent it out, get some income coming in while we put in planning for the plot at the side and then build the house and then sell the lot. So that's something that we're concentrating on in, in our business right now. So that's more my side of the business. And then James has got some bigger projects like we've got um, a industrial unit site, um, which <laughs> with the price of steel, um, the figures have changed a lot. Wow. <laughs> so it's way enough. Is that is that just we get planning and sell it or um so a couple of things like you know, I've got an 18, 18 plot piece of land. Um, do we build it out or do we just do the planning gain? So he does them types of projects, the the bigger, um, more exciting as these is, um, whereas <laughs> I just like the the smaller ones, but you know, I do like getting out there and um, getting involved with the agents and especially the commercial agents as well you know we're always looking for opportunities we're not just stuck on one strategy yeah. um, I know people say you should you know focus on one course of action until <laughs> but you know opportunities present themselves all the time and you know we're we're quite open to different different types of strategies so yeah I'm with you on that one I um, I just think you know especially with how things have just changed in the past 24 months. I mean, I, personally, it seems more risky to me to just stick with one strategy and have all your eggs in one basket. And uh, I, I like the fact that I've got a diversified portfolio and different, you know, and just kind of keeping that, always looking out for different deals and assessing different types. I think it keeps you kind of quite sharp. And, uh, and I quite like learning new things as well. Yeah. Like, you know, I love buy to lets, but they are a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> you know once you've done one you've, you know yeah. you've done a few and you know and I love them and we'll always buy them but you know getting something like an industrial site or a block of flats like we've, we've just learned so much from these new projects the new build projects we've done um I just love to learn new things about property and you know we are passionate about it so it's got to you've got to keep it excited <laughs> well I think you've got a good balance because you've actually got that core you know the the foundation of the business is the buy to lets steady slow but you know increasing in value over time and you've got that that kind of uh, cash flow buffer 
coming in and then that allows you to do the more interesting exciting projects yeah, as well so I think that's uh it's a good it's not like you're kind of doing service accommodation on the one side and a flip on I tried it I tried it once <laughs> <laughs> not my 14 life okay. <laughs> So, um, and how, well, how are you finding these deals then? Because obviously I think if, if people are focused on one strategy, it is much easier to say, okay, I want a service accommodation. I want a HMO. Um, and then they can put all the focus and energy and no doubt about it. That's much easier to get the deals coming through. But when you're open to opportunities, um, what does that, you know, deal sourcing look like? Do you work with the sources or is that, is it more your process of working with agents and looking at what's on yes i mean we're always open to working with other sources in the area that's not not an issue for us at all and um, we're more than happy to pay for a deal if it's not something we've come across um i don't get too many if i'm being brutally honest and um, we work with a lot of um land sourcing agents from people like haybrook etc who sell send us deals um, we're fortunate as well that we um my husband's got quite a good relationship with the local auction house, so we get things through before things go to auction, so we can have a look at them. Um, we do, I like do quite a bit of direct to vendor. Now, I don't do it as in like your typical buy to lets. I do it utilising the HMO um, register. Now, we've only got one HMO in our portfolio, and then we've got a commercial building, which is a bit of a mix. And um, we don't. I don't love HMOs, but the reason I utilise the HMO register is because what we've found is a lot of HMO landlords, they don't just have HMOs, they have big commercial buildings, they have flats, have small buy-to-lets. And we've managed to pick up one of our biggest deals ever just from mailing out to the HMO register. So I still do that. We get a lot of offers of rent to rent, which is not what we want to do. It doesn't work for us, but we can pass them on. Um, so that's not a problem. Um, and agents... Um, you know, there's nothing better than having a solid relationship with an agent who picks the phone up when they've gone to do it, you know, gone to meet an owner and said, look, I've got this. I think it's up your street. Do you want to come and have a look? Most of the time, they don't even list it online. They don't even do the pictures. You can just go around and say, right, I can offer you this. Can you do it? Yes. Yeah. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, the joys have been at home. <laughs> Real life. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so mainly HMO register, commercial agents, uh, residential agents, and just speaking to people in, in auction houses, really. Okay. So you mentioned before, going back to the investors, about how they're not investing in one particular project anymore. It's more investing in the business and then obviously yeah. you maximising their profits. So um, at, you, when you're dealing with agents, one of the first things they want to know is proof of funds. So I guess you're able to show that through the money that you've accumulated that way um but is the investor involved in any other way is it just a, a sort of private loan that's uh they just get the return every month they're not kind of coming out choosing wallpaper or <laughs> paint that doesn't work for us yeah. <laughs> that's why we don't work with everybody <laughs> it doesn't work for many i don't think that approach <laughs> no it literally is just a straight loan um and they get a return whether it's monthly annually or at the end of the the loan period they don't get involved in projects we don't ask advice or we'll give them an update of the type of projects we're working in and i also have a private facebook group which is purely just for my investors that i show them projects that we're looking at we're working on and giving them a little update on there there's about there's probably 12 people in it if that but it's it's a a, a, cr a close group of people 
they all invest with us more or less. Um, and then if somebody's interested in investing with us, we will add them to that group for a couple of days so they can connect with other investors who work with us. They can talk with them offline if they want um, and get an honest opinion of working with us. You know, it's all right, great saying, yeah, you know, we do X, Y, and Z, but I'd prefer someone to actually speak to one of our investors so they get that reassurance that actually, yeah, we've lent the money for three years now and we've always been paid back, you know, on the day, every, on an annual basis. So that's kind of how how we do it. Um, a bit different maybe to other people. That's no, a great idea. It's a, it's a way of kind of touching base with them and just keeping connected in what you're doing. I suppose yeah. in a slightly more personal way than just showing it on social media where anyone can see it. So it's uh, they're getting more personalised. And I think as well, obviously, you know, you've got to be careful what you share on social media. You know, we've been gazumped a few times. Um, maybe on my part being a little bit too comfortable um sharing things then your deal's gone yeah. whereas this little private group is purely just for our investors so you know there's no one who can come and poach deals or poach your investors they've all got to sign ndas you know they've physically got money in our bank account so we, we like to verify people as much as we can <laughs> yeah, of course and what in terms of the people that you've not met at all and you've just dealt with through social media how do those uh how does that communication work and uh, it's a bit strange isn't it when you've never met yeah. someone who's lent you money it's just such yeah. a bizarre concept <laughs> i mean luckily the power of zoom <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, we, we do speak to, um, we normally do quarterly reviews as well if, if investors do want them. This normally start off wanting a quarterly review, but it kind of dwindles off a bit after once or twice. Um, and that's normally over Zoom. But before we ever take anybody's money, we have at least four or five conversations, um, if not more, just to make sure it's 100% right for them and us. Um, you know, and you've got to ask them difficult questions like, if you died what happens to the money like yeah. you know i know it's brutal but you yeah. do have to have them on both ways right if something happens to you guys like where yeah. does the money how does how exactly that so you know you, you do know more or less everything about them and they know a lot about us before we even take a penny from them yeah. and we have a proper contract that's been done from a solicitor that costs us a couple of thousand pounds and um, that goes back every time and it's done through the right channels obviously if they want a personal guarantee um, and then we send out, uh, so our accounts department send out quarterly commission statements. So basically how much interest they've accrued in three months. So they can see it's physically there. Um, and one thing we always do is if somebody comes to the end of the term, even if they want to extend it, we physically give them back the money, all yeah. of it, in, including interest. Then if they want to go again, they can retransfer it. We don't like to hold it. Because for me, I just want them to physically see that it's gone yeah, back into yeah, their bank account. Yeah, for sure. That's good. So um, so what's next then? In terms of you've got, um, you've got lots on the go and you're building the social media, you, you know, working with YPR, it's fantastic with the magazine and, yeah, lot, and, and getting yourself out there lots of different places. So no doubt you're kind of inundated with <laughs> <laughs> messages and people wanting your help and, and how um you know are you kind of just happy like with how things are going or have you got like a five-year plan of where things um where you want to end up I mean for us um our three-year plan is we'd actually like to pay back all of our investors um and have our own pot of money that we just utilize ourselves um 
maybe not the right thing for everybody, but for us, that it, it, it's just what we like. We'd like to do. So we'd like to pay all our investors back in the next three years, which is about half a million pounds plus interest. Um, we're looking for a zone plot of land to build our own house and just continue with one or two developments a year. Um, you know, they're not sl- they're not quick. It's not a quick process development. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> building one out, having one or two in the pipeline, you know, three to 10 build houses is kind of what we want to focus on. And then, you know, four or five um, donor houses a year would be quite nice. Mm. We've just worked so hard over the last few years. I think it's time to just not take a step back, but we can take the foot off the 100 mile an hour accelerator, (laughs) just breathe a little bit. So, but yeah, I'm more than happy with how things are going. I think, you know, what we've done in a very short period of time to say I knew nothing about property and I still don't know half the things that many people do out there. Um, I just want to continue to learn and and grow as a business, as a couple working together, because, you know, it's not always easy. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and, you know, the sky's the limit, really, and just really excited for the future. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to following your progress and obviously your, um, you know, what you're sharing on social media as well. And you've recently done an interview for our Total Development Programme. So that's been fantastic learning all about one of the case studies for your project as well and working with the magazine. So, um, yeah, we look forward to having you back in a while and seeing where you're up to and and what's going on. No, thank you so much. Thank you for asking me. It's It's been a pleasure. It's been fun. Right. Well, um, we'll see you next time. Thanks very much, Laura. Thank you. And for anyone who is not yet a subscriber of the magazine, please click the link in the show notes for your free first month's trial. And you can get that as well as Simon Tucci's Property Magic book all for free. So see you next time, guys. Thanks very much. Bye.